Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. What is up, my fellow addicts? It is Ralph Sutton, the SDR Show. What a big show we have today. Not only is it uh, Big J Ogerson is here, because some people get upset when he's not here. He's a busy man. But God damn it, it's Ray Romano. You know Ray Romano. Everybody loves Raymond Ray Romano. That Ray Romano. And my mom. My mom comes on as well. Don't forget we do the show live every Wednesday and Saturday. And by live, I always put up air quotes because during the pandemic, we are not live. But we stream it live. And it's new to you. That's every Wednesday and Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern time. We call it double penetration. How long we'll be doing two first? I don't know. But right now, it's uh, you know, it's what we're doing because we have extra time on our hands. Remember, you can support the show at gasdigitalnetwork.com. Use the code SDR. Get 20% off access to every episode we've ever done. Commercial free in HD. You get the live chat. You get the shows early. All that good stuff. Or you can support us another way. Very simple. Just listen. Maybe support our sponsors. Tell a friend. Tell two friends and so on and so on. And here it is right now. The Ray Romano episode of the SDR show. This is the intro to the shit show. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. This is the hit show. Show me the tit show. Please, someone fuck the host. It's weed, I feed, it's hookers and blow. It's art, it's art, you need to know. The SDR show. Let's go. It is the SDR show, sex, drugs, and rock and roll show. I am Ralph Sutton with me. Big J Okerson in a new room. Looks better, that room, Jay. I think it looks nicer. Yeah, but I was at Christine used this room, and I use the living room always, yeah. You kick her out for some reason? It's like, why, why'd you switch rooms? She's just not here tonight, so I was like, thought it'd oh. be easier to set it. This is already kind of half set up. Okay, fair enough. As always, I'll leave it to review on iTunes. Uh, you can follow us everywhere at The SDR Show. Very excited to have this guy on. Uh, Shannon was for sure thinking that you weren't going to make it because whenever we get super excited about a guest, they cancel. But no, professional man, actor, producer, comedian, watched a great movie with him today. It is Ray Romano. How are you, sir? I'm great. What, what movie was that? that you, you know, I, was, I always do these like little uh, pre-interview searching things, and yeah. you talked so passionately about Paddleton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that, man. It was a great movie. You don't really see, it's like a buddy picture, but more, most buddy pictures of two dudes is very superficial. You really yeah. felt there was a connection there between the two of them. It was really. Yeah, that was, it was Mark Duplass. That was, um, you know, he, he wrote it, but when I say he wrote it, it, it was an improv movie. He, <laughs> he wrote the scenes, but he didn't write the dialogue. Mm-hmm. So we just had, a, we had like an outline for the scenes. And we basically, it's my first time doing that. We, impro- we improvised all the dialogue. You know? The whole movie, really. You had, you had it like, like they do with Curb Your Enthusiasm in a way where yeah. there's, a, there's a way you're going and you're just kind of figuring out how you get there. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole movie. But this was, you know, I've improvised comedy, uh, I, you know, here and there. I've, I've done enough of that. But this was, you know, if you saw it, it, had, it was dramatic, you know. Yeah, yeah, Somewhat, sure. somewhat. But was, I, really, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's called Paddleton, it's, which is based on a game that I guess you guys kind of made up. And I saw online that it originally started as a podcast or something like that and then was turned into a movie. Is that what it is? Well, I think, I think uh, they got the idea because it, it's about this guy who's his two friends and he's terminally ill. Uh, and they're kind of uh, misfits. They're kind of socially awkward, probably on the spectrum guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, they only they really only have each other as friends. They have nobody else. They live in the same apartment complex. And uh, he gets terminally ill and he wants to 
do assist. He wants to do legally assisted suicide, but we have to go to another state to get the drugs. So it becomes that kind of road trip uh, of of going to get the drugs that are going to kill him. <clears throat> and you know, it's it's these two guys who this friendship's going to end because one's going to die. And it's funny. You know, we try to make it funny. Sounds uh, hilarious by that description. Yeah, yeah. Can I tell you what happened? I, not that I, who cares if I spoil it because nobody. You see, it's a very small movie. Nobody's nobody's really seeing it. I, I wish they would. But um, so there's the scene now. When you say you saw it, I'm not going to put you on the spot because I saw it completely from start to finish. <laughs> so I was yeah. actually going to ask you a question about a scene, but um, go All ahead. Right. Finish with what you're saying. Well, I'll tell you that. So the scene at the end where he does take the the medicine that's mm -hmm. going to kill him. Uh, so the director, this, he was a great director, um, Alex Lehman. And he said, uh, I'm just going to have the camera, you know, you're going to, he's going to take the drugs. We're going to be, he's, he wants to do it on the bed. So he's going to, he'll lay down, you know, he'll, and he'll ask you, you know, lay down next to him, you know, uh, and let's just see what happens, you know? Mm -hmm. So I go, all right. Um, so we do it. And. Mark Duplass, you know, who's, who's great and whatever you saw the scene, he takes it. He, he dies, he dies right next to me, kind of in my arms. And now I'm, I'm, I lay back in the bed. I let it affect me. And then the only direction that the uh, director gave me was let it hit you and then get up and leave the room. Uh, so I'm laying in bed and you know, it's emotional. I'm letting it hit me. And then Mark Duplass pops back up. This is, this is when we did it, right? He pops back up alive. And in my head, I'm thinking, you know, that's a weird choice. But I got to stay in the moment. And, I, you know, I, 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 Mark Duplass is much, he's this, I respect him fully, you know, his choice. So I just go with it. And then he dies again. So now I lay back again. I let it hit me. And he pops up again, right? So now in my head, I'm like, "What? This is never going to stay in the cut. We're going to edit this, right?" Because it, I mean, it's 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 make it's not ruining the scene, but it's not helping it. That's for sure. Um, and whatever, we do it again. He, he he lays back dead. He dies. I lay back, and then the director whispers, "Ray, leave the room." You know, he's the director's holding the camera. He goes, "Leave the room." I get up and leave. So then we cut and we come back and I'm like, well, that was, you know, interesting. He goes, yeah, you got to leave sooner. Duplass says, you got to leave sooner. He was holding his breath and I was taking too long. <laughs> he didn't want to show that. Okay. Yeah, to leave the room and he, and he couldn't take it anymore and he had to get, grab his breath each time. <laughs> That's great. I was saying the second time he jumped up, he should have screamed zombie and cut his fucking head off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I was worried. It's become like a horror movie now. Yeah. <laughs> there was a scene where he gets uh, hit on by a girl in a jacuzzi, and what you did was you just covered your face with the with the mask, which was a callback to something earlier in the movie. But the woman doesn't even really react to it. She just looks at you, and that's kind of the end of the scene. Yeah, that was uh, in the hot tub. Yeah, yeah, and and that was. Um, uh, you know, my character is very awkward. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's probably never had a girlfriend or whatever. And this woman comes on to him and it was just, I was supposed to just react 
get emotional and leave the hot tub. I gotta be honest, when he died in that, when he died in that movie, we, we, we shot everything chronologically, which you never do in a movie, you know? And so at the end, when he died, it really hit me, the emotion hit me. So it was easy for me to tap into that. When we were in that hot tub, it, it was cold, it was cold. Uh, there was pizza. We, we ate cold pizza. My stomach was, can we curse here? I don't, yeah. We love, yeah. yeah. My stomach was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I was having a hard time getting to this moment because what, what has to happen is the, is she talks about her dead husband and it reminds me that Mark Duplass is going to die. Right. Right. And that's what's supposed to happen. I'm supposed to be conflicted and get emotional. And as she, she's coming on to me, but I'm, first of all, that's, that's freaking me out. And then the fact that uh, I'm being reminded that Duplass is going to die soon freaks me out. And I get emotional and leave the hot tub. And I got to tell you, it was at, late at night and, and the, the water was, the, the air was freezing. The water was hot. I, I was not able to tap into anything. And Mark Duplass said, just put the hat over your head like that. And let's see, let's see how that works. And that it became very effective. I don't know. I mean, I, exactly. I, I mean, I, I, because yeah. of the callback from it earlier, it made sense. Yeah. He was shutting but it's down. Also, like the guy, it became like this this thing where he can't even face this woman. You know, right. he puts the hat over his face like this. And I kind of got lucky because I was not delivering in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I wanted to say, though, this is how, by the way, how this whole thing came about. I was in LA in January. I was sitting at a table in a Greek restaurant. Yeah. And I hear your voice next to me and I turn and see, and it's you. And I think you're with your assistant, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah, and probably my buddy, John Manfalotti, who's another comic. Yeah. No, it was just you two at that point. Oh, I would have recognized, recognized John from also for the same reason that I know you, you know? So yeah. I say to you, you're not going to know me, but my mother used to run a comedy club and my mom sent me a picture of the two of you. And I said, I used to see you. I was like a kid and you were doing comedy and you said, oh, that makes me sound so old. I'm like, no, I was 10, you were 20 or something like that. Like, I think we're about 10 years apart. And you said, oh, that doesn't make it seem so bad now. Like, you said, fine. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I come back to uh, New York because I didn't, I didn't want to bother you that day. So I didn't even ask your assistant for a, a contact. But then Phil Rosenthal was at a studio. We have studios here in New York. And Phil was a guest on a show on my network. And I mentioned wow. it to him through the guest that for the show he was on and then a few days later i get rory's email and that's how this whole thing came about which really all boils down to that is my mom put us together so i thought it would be nice um mom turn on your camera if you're there i hope you are is there that the rose gardens right peter rose garden yeah uh, yeah peter and too. Rory. It's his brother yeah there's my mother Hi, Ray. hey how are you <laughs> how are you sweetie how's anna and is good she's not here she she went out to, I, even with uh, too bad with COVID she's she you can't keep her down she went out with her girl, girlfriend to go out to eat but well, well you know you, it, you, it, it, you mentioned I was gonna say you mentioned Manfrotti I love him at the last time I saw you was with uh, Brad Garrett and John Manfrotti down here you did a show wait where not not at the in yeah in Florida. Oh, in, you're in uh, Florida. We were, oh, you're in Florida. Right, yeah. right. I'm in Florida. I'm in Miami Beach. Yeah. Oh, so oh. you were at the Hard Rock, I believe. I think it was oh, yeah, at the Hard yeah, Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was when we did a little tour, us three. 
that's when right um, it was fun yeah it was great it was great to see john too i haven't seen him in years uh, it's glad, great you know, glad you know john john's uh you know i'm doing um celebrity millionaire next week you know with oh, wow. oh, so nice. kimmel is the host you know and it's yeah. for chat and they let you bring the new the new uh, uh format is they let you bring your they, they call it your smartest friend and he sits behind you and for the oh how great yeah for the first 10 questions you can you can consult him so some right. of the, so some of the guys last time they did one round already they brought the jeopardy past jeopardy champions they 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 sought out the smartest guy they could find <laughs> so i said can i do that and they said no we want it to be personal so listen i have all stupid friends but John, <laughs> he's he's the smartest stupid friend i have but, <laughs> So he, it's he's a low be, bar. It's a low bar, but he's at the top of it. He's going to be my guy. He's my guy next week behind me. Yeah. Oh, that's well, nice. You know, I think it was so nice that you still stayed so close with uh, Steve Scrovan and Lou Schneider. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned Steve Scrovan because I also get a caller friend for, as a lifetime <laughs> and Scrovan's the caller friend. Oh, yeah. well, he's an Ivy know. League. He's Ivy League. I have all these writers on Raymond are smarter than me. Well, he's and smart, I, Steve. And yeah. I, made them, I made them all millionaires, so now they're going <laughs> to Yeah. By the uh, way, I just, this is one of the times, many times on the show, Ray, I, I have things that um, Jay doesn't believe me in. And if I would have said this whole thing came about without you actually happening on and having my mom here, I'm sure Jay would have called me a liar. But I'm glad <laughs> that we're all together so that he would not, not, not know this is true. Your but mom tell, knows him, tell, Ralph. Tell, tell, um, Tell um, Ray about Joy. Oh, the same thing happened yeah, with Joy Behar a few weeks ago. Jay didn't believe I knew Joy Behar <laughs> and Jay called in. That's so probably the, the, first, the first time I, I met Joy was probably at your club. Right. Oh, that's true. And so, you know, it's funny. I'm still very, very friendly with Joy, Susie Esman, and Mario Cantone. Those three, yeah. I was so friendly back then, and we're yeah. still as friendly. So it's... Uh, right. Mom, I think you overstayed your welcome, so we're going to hang up on you. <laughs> All right, well, do me a favor. Send my love to everyone. Um, I will. Thank you. Good from to see Green you. Street, from the Green Street, from those great days. And send my love to Anna. I will. I will. Good seeing you. Yeah. All right, great to see you, Ray. Bye, Take Mom. good care. Bye. Bye. We just Bye. wanted my mom to call in, Ray, because it was because of her that this whole thing came about. And let's see if she can figure out hitting leave meeting. <laughs> you know, Ralph, and I'll tell you, too, in my comedy career and and from coming to new york from philadelphia uh i mean for the obvious reasons how much uh ray romano the name comes up but just interestingly enough when i moved to uh queens i moved to middle village yeah. and it was like a big thing they were like ray romano's brother lives over where <laughs> your family or something lives over there i i lived in i'm when i got married i grew up in forest hills but when I got married, we we our, our first house was in Middle Village. Where what, where were you? What street were you? In? I was pretty much right off of uh, where Elliott Avenue met Woodhaven, yeah. like behind the behind the LIR there, sort of up the up the hill. Yeah, well, that's her her brother lives right in there. We lived on Sixty Third Avenue up the right, uh, you know, Woodhaven Boulevard, Sixty Third. We were like three blocks off of Woodhaven Boulevard. Yeah, yeah, that, and then also when I got into, which is now probably fifteen plus years ago. Uh, the night that I got past the comedy cell, or I, not that I got past, I had gotten past a few nights before, and SD was giving me my first uh, spot, like weekday spot, and I showed up, and Artie Fuqua was hosting, and you know, this is the time, this is back also, 
before it was like you know seven sold out shows a night it was like the one yeah, yeah. The, basically yeah. the two long shows it would be like a seven o'clock show and then a nine o'clock that went until three in the morning right and um but at that time i know from just hanging out there so much that when like the celebrity guests would pop in to do uh sets you know a lot of the comics who were the late night guys would be like ah we're gonna get out of here or whatever you know we're gonna go home and uh it was my first night getting ready to do a spot there and i hear the crowd even from the olive tree upstairs i hear the crowd like erupt excited and Artie fuqua was hosting and he comes upstairs and he was like jay it's your first spot don't leave don't leave and all and i don't even know what he's talking about and i go why would i leave he's like just the show's gonna be a little bit late now but don't leave you should stay and do your spot he was giving me good advice and i go well why who's he? and i was next and i go who's on and i look up at the monitors over the bar and it was uh, it was you you were on stage and then I was like, oh, cool. I'm like, all right, no, I'm not going to, I won't leave. And then maybe like a half hour later into it, I hear a big explosion of cheers and applause again. And I was like, uh, I was like, oh, I said, I wasn't even that long, really. I was like, so it's probably going to be too late. And I hear the big, and then Artie Fuqua comes up the stairs again and he goes, hey, man, don't leave. <laughs> Do not leave. And I go, what do you mean? What's going on? He's like, why? He goes, and he points to the monitor again. And uh, Kevin James just came and went on stage with you also. <laughs> And that was, uh, and I did the hackiest first line that you do after that thing. Like the, I bet you're wondering how I got Ray Romano and Kevin James to open for me. Uh, (laughs) Was he on stage with me? Kevin came on on stage with you that night. Yeah. Oh, we must've been hanging out. That's back when we were hanging out together. Yeah. Kevin and I, yeah, it was, but it was, it was such a thing. I was like my first time there, you know, I already in my head, I'm like, I'm probably going to be following a tell or, you know, a Godfrey, just one of these guys who's going to go, been there for years and lighting it up and i was like yeah. i was already nervous going after that and i'm like oh jesus christ I just got like yeah, so I, 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 one thing is i don't think first of all the cellar is that one club where right now anybody can follow anybody at the cellar you know what i mean uh, that's great uh, the crowd the crowd you know no matter how good somebody does they, they're still there for the next guy um but uh i'm sure you had no problem following me <laughs> oh i don't i know my first week there was definitely i was so in my own head it was uh it was yeah, not yeah, yeah. it know, was definitely not great for like a week or so but it's uh i always thought it was cool and then it kind of like uh i didn't get to introduce myself at all but i went and watched the night uh i was there whatever it was it when they were filming you oh, going yeah, the, back and forth around the corner in the netflix uh oh you were there yeah yeah i don't yeah, know we're... that i don't know that i've 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 been on a show where where you've been on. No, we've we've never officially like like met or anything before. Yeah, we've always yeah. been kind of passing. I just know I know, like you know, I know when when you go and anytime I even see you at the olive tree, I just stayed away from the table because like Esty was fawning over you. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I always feel like she's fifteen years. I feel like she still hates me. You know, it's funny though, Jay. It's like you've talked about this before. One of the joys of doing comedy is you can do it forever almost you know yeah. so the fact that you have stories from 20 years ago or more at this point and ray still does it you just did a netflix special not that long ago it's a it's an amazing thing to have a craft in that you can make it work for so many years not many jobs you could do that yeah well the question but the question now is when are we going to be able to do it again i'm going to ask you how is covid which we have to ask every week pretty much by law how is covid affecting you like does it affect your life tremendously other than not being able to obviously go do stand-up, did yeah. like, are you a homebody or what? Because you said your wife went out. Like, how is it well, affecting? I mean, you? I was working. I was I was in the middle of a. We were filming a show for HBO Max. Uh, HBO Max has this series that we were right. We had about three episodes left to do when when it all went down, 
So I was doing that and I was about to start right after that. I was going to direct and star in a movie I wrote. Oh, wow. Um, wow. We were, yeah, we were about to go to New York to do prep because it's going to film in, in New York. So that went down. Um, so and then stand up wise, you know, I do when I go to New York, I always go to the cellar. The extent of my stand up is when I go to New York, I always go on at the cellar. Uh, when I'm in town here in L.A., if I haven't been on in a while, I'll go to Hermosa Beach, Comedy and Magic. Comedy Magic, yeah. That's yeah. My, my girlfriend, my nine-year girlfriend started out as a, uh, as a well, these six degrees of separation. She no was a, 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 a waitress of food. You may want to make that clearer. <laughs> no, yeah. My girlfriend of nine years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah of, uh, well, that's what I'll do. It. I'll, I'll go there if I'm rusty, you know, because if I'm, uh, I'm going to do a corporate charity thing or, or uh, I, I do Vegas still with Spade. David Spade and I do... Um, do the mirage yeah so you have a date coming up october 9th and 10th if that's hopefully we'll still happen. i mean i mean well, i have a, yeah i got october november it's funny because our last date was in february and we did it and for whatever reason maybe because of the movie and everything we didn't have another date till october and we were bummed out we said shit not gonna see each other not gonna be able to do this again and now nobody's been able you know the, the business right. has gone down and now i don't know so far the date the date's still on the books I don't know how they're going to do it. I mean, how are they going to sit in the theater and, yeah. and, and spew the air out of their mouth, you know, right. next to each other? Well, also, Vegas though has big parking lots and stuff. Maybe they do it outside. Who the fuck knows? I don't yeah, know. But, yeah, I, I know Some Chappelle's, doing, Chappelle's right. doing stuff, right? Chappelle's, yeah. Chappelle's well, no, I think he set up a thing. He set up a thing in Ohio. Yeah. like by his house or near his property or something where it's like he just made like a thing. You can come to an outside thing. I think he's it's just like his thing. Oh, it's outside, I mean, though? It's outside. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and he invites people to that. I mean, have you done stand-up anywhere? Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, did. Stress fa- Can you do a little lead? Yeah, really. Can you please? It's perfect lead-in. <laughs> sure. It was Stress Factory, I did a weekend there outside. They have like an outside area in that little courtyard that was pretty good. Um, Wait, uh, the Stress did. Factory is, is, in, is in Jersey? or is New it- Brunswick. Yeah, New Brunswick, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. Uh, I did... One night, two shows in. Oh, wait, wait! It's Providence. Outside. It's outside. Are people sitting next to each other? Or are they? No, are they-, they separated it well. They separated it well, and they and they only you can only sit with people you came with, and they, they did with they, they did the best they could. Everyone is doing it, is trying as best they can to make it work. I guess and they just it, shut I down mean, Governor's Long Island show? again. How was it for you? Are, are, can you hear the laughs? Are they? Are they- yeah. Well, he had, a, he had a nice big tent put over it, and that was kind of nice. I oh, did, okay. and what Ralph's saying is, uh, I did. I made page six last week. Well, because, by the time uh, it here, it'll be a few. It'll be a couple weeks ago, but sure. Yeah, I made page week. six a few weeks ago, but I did a show out in uh, Royersford, PA. I kind of last minute decided to go do this gig with a friend outside. Really great setup, but a, a drunk lunatic that was having – his sister was a problem during the show, and we just kind of like, you know – found a way to kind of go at her and and like bust her ball and and the brother came over and yanked me off of a five and a half foot high steel stage uh by my feet because i was sitting on a stool and it was wild it was a wild event uh, was miraculously at 42 years old not hurt somehow yeah he, he, went, he went after you he pulled you down and just started fighting with you yeah well he pulled me down on top of him thank god 
but uh, it could have went haywire the other way. I thought I could. I mean, I could have whacked my head on the stage. It was pretty yeah. scary. It was it was nut, nutty situation for sure. Anything like that? I mean, you you were such more of a nicer comic. Jay tends to do crowd work that could sometimes anger people. I no. can't imagine anything like that has ever happened. Crowd work's to all nice, Ralph. That's wrong. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't was being, Jay's comedy that angered them. It wasn't. Right. It, wasn't it, was, it wasn't my comedy that angered him. But also, the lady was like a pro. You know, they probably, you know, at the end of the day, I guess, just removed. Well, let me her rephrase that. Crowd work in general sometimes might backfire, regardless of it being malicious or not. Sure, that's it's possible. Sure, there's a fair uh, way. Uh, uh, my, uh, in my career, look, everybody gets assholes and hecklers and all that. Uh, I don't, yeah, I, I try to diffuse them just like anybody else, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't instigate shit. And uh, I never I, even I, back in the day, did you like when you're in your twenties, you never had a, any uh, bad I words. Had horrible gigs. I had, I had, no, I had that, of course, I had but. gruesomely horrible gigs. I mean, I did, you know, the legend of Betty's fireside. Have you heard of Betty's fireside in Queen in uh, Jersey? No. no. I mean, that was a uh, infamous one-nighter in Jersey. That uh, I don't even know. Do you remember Phil Selman when he he used to book gigs? And uh, anyway, okay, so he had these famous horrible one-nighters. And Betty's Fireside was used to be a strip club, so it was a horseshoe-shaped bar, and the bartender, the the stage was inside the horseshoe-shaped bar. So the bartender was in front of you, like at your feet. You're standing on the stage, and the bartenders are facing the crowd, you know, working That's in front so of weird. you. And the crowd is standing. They're, they're, there's no seats, and the uh, the big screen TV is still on. It was, <laughs> it was just notorious for them. The audience was in on how bad it was. Right. And they wanted, you know, so it was like part of the thing was – uh, we, that that was pride. They took pride in it being the shittiest gig ever. <laughs> yeah, so they would make it that shitty for you, you know. So yeah, I had my share of of, of horrible gigs, you know. Um, and then I had my share of ones that you know a guy sees a guy saw me in the club and he wanted me for his wedding, and I'm like, uh, and this is when I was, you know, just trying to scratch a living together doing stand-up and I was I was working my way up and I wasn't quite a headliner yet maybe maybe a couple headlining gigs here and there and this guy saw me at the, uh, one of the clubs come do my wedding and you know weddings they can be fucking they could be horrible <laughs> yeah. you never know what it's going to be um and I go all right you know um yeah because I'm Italian it was Italian wedding and I did Italian stuff and it was just, and he was going to give me a thousand bucks. And to me, I was like going nuts. Oh my holy Huge. shit. Yeah. Um, I get up there and, and I just go up and stand up on the dance floor, or whatever. And the waiters are walking back and forth and this and that. And it's, and he's so psyched about it. Where do you see this guy I got? You know, where do you see this Italian comic I got? And it's just brutally horrible. Uh, nobody, whatever, nobody paying attention, whatever. And then just we go back afterwards and just, you know, he's trying to, hey, man, you know, the, the, the people who got it got and he's peeling off like 10 hundreds and I got to just I got to take it from him, you know, and, and suck it up and take it. And I just I, it was like 
I didn't, uh, yes, the money, I need the money. But it was such an icky feeling, you know, um, <laughs> of knowing, I kind of knew it was going to suck. And I knew this, I, I didn't, I'm not going to tell the guy it's going to suck. It's going to suck. And he's going to pay me. And what else can I do? You know, I mean, look, on, on, a, on, a, on a wild shot, it, it, you know, some of those gigs turn out great, too. You never know. Right. Some, of those gigs, some of those gigs go the other way sometimes. But but they're all those those gigs, you know, weddings, lunches, corporate gigs, corporate gigs are even. You know, I feel like I'm um, I, I shouldn't complain. They're paying you a lot of money, but they can be again. It's a crapshoot if they're going to be great or just brutally hard. I think, it, I think it's anything I say is, is comes with anything situation you're in and it happens most of the time when you're a, a young young comic is when the crowd is definitely not there to see your particular show. Oh yeah. And then when they all know each other in the audience in some way, yeah. you've become now like a dancing monkey for them versus like they're there to respect your show. So that's when you get I yeah. always use the example the worst thing is you know you say a punchline and instead of laughing, two guys go, hey, that's like Jimmy over there does that all the time. <laughs> and, you know, that that yeah. kind of engagement like that is, is that's the where it always goes bad. I, I got asked one of the worst ones ever was to do a bachelorette party. Yeah. Um, in the hotel room where they were having like the bachelorette. And it was just such a bad idea. I was like, what do you want me to do? They go, just get a uh, grab. They had no microphone. And they go, just, you know, gather everybody together and tell jokes. Oh, <laughs> like, God. They like paid me to be their friend. And they, had nothing, they, didn't have, they didn't have a fake stage or nothing, right? Yeah. Nothing possible. To, and, and, but I'm always blown away by how many. And that was funny. when I, I started off in a lot of the black clubs coming out of Philadelphia and New York. Yeah. When I got there, I got a lot of work in those clubs. But the pridefulness of the comics in that scene that would be like, Hey man, you know if there's a microphone somewhere, uh, you can do comedy anywhere. Like as long as you got the balls to do it, you can do comedy anywhere. And you go, you know what? No, no. Nope. I've learned as I get older. There's plenty of gigs. They'll go. It's where and doing what? Like now nah, I'm. Okay, no, there's man. some 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 other guys will say there's no such thing as a as a bad audience. As I'm like, nah, man. It's just is. false. Yeah. <laughs> All right, before we go any further, you know the sponsor. They have been around forever. We love them so much. Why? Because it works. It's just that simple. It is Blue Chew. You know what they're all about. They're for a stronger dong, a harder hog, all that stuff. You go to BlueChew.com. You use the code SGR. You get your first order for free. Just pay the shipping, which is 5 bucks. Because it's chewable, it happens twice as fast. That's right. You chew it and you do it. It has the same ingredients as those other ones, but it happens twice as fast. No awkward conversation with a doctor. No waiting in line in a pharmacy. You just go to BlueChew.com. It gets prescribed online by a doctor. It's made in the USA. There is no reason not to have it, not to keep it in your house. Whether you're a single man like me or a taken man like Big J, there'll be a time where you need to chew it and do it. It's BlueChew. Go to BlueChew.com. Support our sponsors because they support us. All right, let's get back into it. Uh, let me ask you a couple of questions. I was watching some videos, and I mean, uh, it's pretty well established that you have uh, several. I think you have four kids, right? Yes. Two yes. Are twins. One works for Kimmel, and one works for Gordon. Gordon, yeah. right, James Gordon, both on CBS. I imagine there was some nepotism there uh, to make that happen. <laughs> no, Kim Kimmel's ABC. Oh, is yeah. it? okay, my mistake. Yeah. Okay, but um, anyway, on both shows, you tried to set up your kids yeah. with dates. Right. Well, and we did it on the we did it on the one show on Corden, 
And so then when I did Kimmel again, yeah, I got to come up with a bit. So that that's twin actually had a girlfriend. Oh. So, so we tried, but we needed a bit to do. So we, I asked permission from his girlfriend. I said, can I do this? You know, uh, he's not really going to follow through on it. So she let, she let us do it. Okay. Cause you did, right. it looked like you posted his actual phone number on the screen. I guess that no, was it. I was wondering if that either one of them, did the other date work out or it didn't work out? The, real the other one, I think the other one, he exchanged Facebook uh, info. I think he touched base once or twice, but nothing, nothing happened. He's still, <laughs> the other, the one twin is still with the same girlfriend and the other one's a single man. Yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. And then, uh, a couple of things I found out I didn't know that you were originally supposed to be the part that went to Joe Rogan on news radio. Is that true? I was the part. I was the part. I, I, I got, I got the role and I, on day two, I got fired and then they <laughs> gave, and then Joe Rogan came in. Yeah. You got fired for a reason or they just liked Joe Rogan? Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't good. I wasn't good. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Well, instead of Ralph bringing up the, your failures, I'd like to bring up one of your suggestions. Uh, I'd like to. No, I wanted to uh, ask you. I think it what is was the show Vinyl your first kind of foray away from like, like family friendly like uh, content at all? Because you, it was so impressive to me watching yeah. you do that because it was such a break from what everyone had expected from you. That like, and you and you nailed it. Where you, you forget, you know, you, you. I didn't believe I was like watching Ray Romano try to pull that off. It was fantastic. Oh, you, were, thanks, you were so man. good in it. Thank you. I, I'm so. Uh, I can't tell you know. I've been on stuff that's been canceled. That's the biggest bummer was when when vinyl got canceled. But also, is it Great. true that you got that on your own acting chops because Martin Scorsese didn't know who the hell you were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he, my agent put me up for it, and and they said go on tape, Marty. They call him Marty. Marty will will look at a tape, and so I did two scenes on tape. We sent it in, and the word we got back was he's in the running. He likes him. He goes, he's never never uh, seen him before. And then they said, well, what do you mean he hasn't seen his show? She goes, no, he's never heard of him. He, 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 <laughs> he not, yeah, he never. He but you know what's Martin Scorsese? He's not watching TV. He's not right. watching anything. So, but it actually worked out as a blessing because. He didn't have to forget the sitcom character yeah. you know, that people watch. So, so I got it. Uh, you know, it, it took a month. They kept saying, "You're in the running. You're in the running." Uh, and to answer your question, it, it wasn't the first dramatic thing I tried, but it was definitely the edgiest thing. You know, I yeah, did, that's what I, I did, mean more. Yeah, I did Parenthood, and I did a show that I created called Men of a Certain Age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I did a couple of things, you know. That was TBS, uh, right? Men of a Certain Age was TNT. TNT. And, yeah, and then Parenthood was what? Uh, NBC. Then, so then, yeah, but vinyl was, I mean, look, we're in New York. It, it's But Mick Jagger's producing it. It's about rock and roll in the 70s. I'm snorting coke. I'm, I'm having threesomes. Yeah. I mean, it's great. the greatest gig ever. <laughs> remember the threesome so i'm doing this threesome right it's a great line to take well, out of well, context well, by first the way. of all first of all bobby cannavale is 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 my co my co-star he's the star of the show but but he's my buddy in the show and you know cannavale right you guys yep. you know, yeah. you know what i'm talking about yeah absolutely yeah yeah so he's a stud right so 
the week I'm doing the threesome, I remember I'm getting nervous about the scene and everything. And uh, I'm talking to him. And I say, uh, how, how many? I, I, don't, I didn't say, have you ever had a threesome? Because you know Bobby Cannavale's had a threesome. <laughs> so I said, how many have you had? And uh, his first reaction was, eh, let me think. He, he had to think about it, you know, which that pissed me off right away that you don't know <laughs> the exact number of threesomes you've had. Uh, you know, from, I mean, that'd be like, how many, how many times have you been struck by lightning? But anyway, um, so I do the scene. And, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's not, there's nothing to it because there's no intimacy or anything. It's, it's, and my, my wife is in New York at the time. And I come back home to the apartment, and she says, How, well, tell me what happened, you know? And I go, what do you, what do you mean we did it? She goes, tell me what happened. So I have to describe to her the scene, you know? <laughs> so I go, I mean, the one woman, sh you know, she sat, straddled me and the other, but, you know, the boom mic's there, the guy's here, whatever. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> and then she flies home, and, you know, she's in a, we live in L.A., so she flies home. And I call her up after the flight. I go, how, how was the flight? She goes, yeah, there was, there was an actor sitting next to me. And I gave him, I gave him, uh, he gave me his card. And so now I'm getting jealous. I'm like, why, why did he give you his card? She goes, Cause he, because of you. He knows, he was, you know, he's, I go, how old is he? She goes, I don't know, he's like 30, whatever. And, and I'm like, and she's getting annoyed that I'm asking her questions, you know. <laughs> I go, what was his name? And she stops me. She goes, uh, uh, what was the name of the girl that sat on your cock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll shut up, I guess. Okay, I'll shut no up. More, yeah, no more questions. <laughs> By the way, you know, it's funny because you hold the record for the highest paid actor on a sitcom of all time, and it will probably at this point never be beaten because TV will never be what it was. So that I can't imagine. There was a time in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s where it was always getting beat. You know, with Seinfeld, yeah, yeah. With the Friends, or wherever, I don't yeah, see who that knows? happening. Who knows? First of all, how do you know that fact? How do you uh, know? That? I googled yeah, it, Ralph. I googled <laughs> it. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, but I know what you're saying. But you know what? With with Amazon and the money and the Netflix, I mean, who the hell knows? That's what, true too. What, what money know, you're gonna when, when by the way, I don't have any. I don't see a dime of that money. That's my. I get an allowance. I get an allowance every day. <laughs> uh, speaking of everyone loves uh, Raymond, the thing I found out just uh, several days ago is Shannon had the hots for Brad Garrett. Who knew? Really? Shannon? Is, is that true? Sorry, I was muted. I So just to give some context, um, I like pick a show like every couple of months and that's what I'll watch as I go to sleep, a show that I know well. So this past like six months, I've just been like watching Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> and uh, so I was watching and I was like, you know what? Like, cause I like tall, tall guys. And I was like, yeah. you know, Brad Garrett, not, not a bad looking guy. That's what I well, about. <laughs> you know what I, I, I told you, I did a tour, stand up tour with him and, and, Previous to that, he was just my goofy brother. On you know the the he he was a hangdog, uh, Eeyore, you know, <laughs> on my show. But once we got out there, I saw what I saw what you saw. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the ladies, the ladies like him. I mean, he's six foot eight. How tall are you, Jay? You're. you're I'm six three. Oh, oh, yeah. He's six eight, and he's Jewish. So that's a, <laughs> a world's record right there. Also, 
Shannon, he's got a comedy club. He's got a comedy club right out there in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, he does. Shannon, he does. Shannon, I heard he's doing a lot of push-ups lately too. Do you like him big? <laughs> By the way, I, you know, in watching uh, clips from you, it's my favorite line of all time. I think of SNL, the sweet sassy molasses sketch, where you say, "Like a fat girl waving her trophy at the smell contest," is to this day, I think, one of my favorite lines of all time. Yeah, but you can't say that line now. You can't say it anymore, but <laughs> it's just such a great line. Every, yeah. I just, I, I've said that line a hundred times over the years. Uh, that's funny. That's a sketch that we wrote. We wrote that sketch. You know, SNL, doing SNL was a dream come true. I, I, I'm a student of the show. And it came on the air when I was 17, and we would stay home, uh, you know, on, the, on Saturday night just to watch it. So to do it was incredible. And so that first time we got to do it, I took uh, Phil Rosenthal and Mike Royce, uh, two writers, three writers from uh, Raymond and Tom Caltabiano. And um, Mike Royce, I got to give him credit, he wrote that sketch. He wrote Sweet Sassy Molassi. The, the Sweet Sassy Molassi line is funny, has become like a little bit of a thing. Like I've, I've been at golf tournaments or whatever, and people shout it out. I saw... Uh, who did I see? Um, uh, who's the sportscaster uh, for HBO? The very good guy. He's not too tall. No, um, Byron. Br- but Ryan. Uh, no, uh, shit. How can I forget that? Anyway, whatever. Man, you Real sports. It, but... Brian Gumble. Not Brian Gumble. No, white guy. Uh, the Bob guy, Costas. 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 Yeah, I saw Bob Costas at a at a. At a game once, and and uh, and he came over to me and quoted Sweet Sassy Molassi. Yeah, as we know, what a lady, what a lady you're talking to is if it was, if I wasn't here, you would have been guessing until you got it because Ralph has no idea who no any idea sport about is. sports. And I know you. I think Ralph might still think Howard Cosell's alive. I think Wait, they, who guessed it? Who guessed Costas? I thought you did. Oh, no, you did. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Ralph yeah. didn't say one guess. <laughs> Not one guess. Not even a slight guess. I didn't even know how to Google it. Speaking of of golf, though, you were on a show where the goal was to get yourself under 80 in golf with with Tiger Woods' coach. Hank Haney, yeah. Yeah, Hank Haney. Did you ever get there? No, I never did. No, that's still my life goal. Do you, Jay, do you golf? No, I've never. I've just only done driving range. Nate Bargatze, if you know Nate, is. Oh yeah, yeah. Is, uh, I golf with him. I golf with him. Oh Nate. yeah, I was gonna say he's uh he he's always pitching it to me and wants to do it. Nate was I interesting. Love- Nate was a guy uh, who I, I uh, not that I like am responsible for him in any way, but he was like when he first came to New York. I had been here for a little bit, and I started taking him on the road with me. I, I well, knew me- he was going to be something special. Oh, I love Nate. He's one of my favorites. But let me show you. Talk about golf. I not only obsessed with golf. I got a little bit of a gambling thing also. <laughs> so tomorrow is the, the Northern Trust Open. It's just a golf tournament. And these are the odds for all the players. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who to bet. I've circled a couple of them. Because you were in the World Series of Poker like six times as well, right? So that's a big, big gambling and poker are passions of yours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the World Series, I just play that. I play the main event. I play the, the, you know, they have that big event that the, the, the last event in the World Series of Poker is the main event. So I've played that the last seven years. And I've never cashed, though. You know, to cash, you got to get to like day four. I've gotten mm-hmm. to day three. Um, wow. But uh, I like to play poker. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, and, and I am obsessed with golf and I am obsessed with trying to break 80. Uh, and, you know, the older I get, the less chance. 
like the window is closing right now. <laughs> What's the closest you've gotten? I've shot eight. I, I, I had a, I had a putt for 79, six times, six times. I was putting for, for 79 and I missed that putt. <laughs> I had, we played in a, a charity tournament and you, you know, Tom Dreesen is this is going, yeah. he's a, he's been around. Do you know Tom Dreesen, uh, Ralph? I don't know. Okay. So he's a comic. He's, and I, I want to say old school, but he is. Um, anyway, we, on the, on the 18th hole, I had a three foot putt for 79 and there was a, there was spectators there and, and there was a microphone and he picked it up and he said, ladies and gentlemen, Ray Romano's his three foot putt for, to shoot 79 for the first time in his life. And I missed the putt and he feels so guilty. He, <laughs> he, he needs me to break 80 so bad to get this <laughs> off his back because he feels like he, he ruined my one chance, but I, oh. I, I I don't give it. I won't give up though. I'll kind of keep I also it. like, by the way, Jay, when he said uh, golf, he didn't even ask me. He just said to you, so do you play golf? Cause he knew already <laughs> I'm not doing any sports. Yeah, you're out. I'm out completely. Um, oh. All right. Before we take another step, I am told not a sports person, but I am told that there are sports back. Thank God sports are back. For those of you that love sports, do I sound like you know what I'm talking about? I'm not sure. Only at mybookie.ag right now. Can you use the code SDR? And they'll double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play. You could go start booking, uh, making bets for sports, winning seasons. I don't know what any of this shit means. I'm not a hip sports dude. I can just tell you the best thing to do is go to mybookie.ag. The uh, NFL season is on the way. I'm seeing in the news very often now, all these sports are coming back. And for someone who cares about sports, this is your answer. Go to mybookie.ag, use the code SGR, and they will double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today only at mybookie.ag. All right, let's get back into it. I watched that. Shannon, you know, involved... you like Shannon. <laughs> 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 oh, Sexist. Um, <laughs> I know you weren't as involved with the, 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 there was a documentary called Exporting Raymond where they showed where it was played, you know, the, the Everybody Loves Raymond's been done in a million different countries. But yeah. my question was, did you ever actually try and sit down and watch the other versions and see if they're any good? Yeah, I think we watched a couple of the the uh, Polish ones. There's a couple of Polish nice. ones, mm -hmm. <laughs> and you can insert your own joke there. Um, have you ever have you ever checked out your audience like for stand up like overseas at all? Like, have you gone overseas and done no. shows to see like the the re that's always so interesting to me. No, no, I hear we're big. I hear we're big in Australia. Uh, Brad Garrett did a did a stand up tour in Australia. Have you been there? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did just for laughs uh, in Sydney. That's the only thing I've done out there. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've been to Can of course I've been to Canada, but um, I've never done stand up overseas. No, I, I haven't gone overseas much, man. I don't like. I'm not a crazy fly over the ocean guy. I'm not, I'm not even that, for that. I just I don't like being away from the things I understand and know well. Like, really? I like, like being in weird situations. Just, whatever, whatever, just, see, just whatever it is, but like you're saying, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like the, just the plug differences yeah. and like the weird like yeah. TV that's available at the times that I watch TV. I mean, by the way, these are all things that are you could solve now by just having like computer and internet, I, I guess, really. Russia, but, but, but all those things when I was, I did South Africa, Australia, a bunch of different like comedy things, uh, Amsterdam. I've and done that gig. They're all great, right? They're all, they're all, I hear they're all great. They're, they're fun gigs when you're doing the gigs. And then when you have the point of the day where you're like, Let's yeah. go see those human-sized bats in Australia, and let's go see this yeah, in yeah, Amsterdam. Yeah. 
you know, let's go walk through the red light district in, uh, in Amsterdam. Right. But then there's just that there's seven hours of a day where you're like, what the hell? Like we just, we eat like Burger King. Cause I'm afraid to try yeah, odd new things. I, I embrace it. I was in Russia. I were just years ago where there wasn't like easy access internet. And I had to take pictures oh. of the stop I was at because I couldn't speak Russian and nobody spoke English. So I had a point to where I had to the stop. I had to go to the train because nobody knew English. How are you going to kidnap like that people. girl without, with that, with such a big breakdown like that? Yeah, and I like me. I'll try the weird local meat or whatever it is. I think it's great. I had, I've had raw whale in Iceland, that bear in Estonia. I like trying weird things. I'm weird that way. They offered me kangaroo in Australia. I was like, no way. I've had kangaroo. I will say this. I know the capital of each one of those countries. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I memorized every capital in the world. All right, capital of <laughs> Lithuania. Lithuania is uh, Vil <laughs> Vilnius. It is Vilnius, right? Vilnius, very good. I thought you were going to Google on your phone. No, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not joking. I, 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 I OCD memorized every... Uh, I was trying to, what happened was I was trying to, first we memorized the countries. It was me and the, this writer, we were having a contest who could do it first. Like 197 of them, you know? Mm -hmm. and, then, and then I said, let's do, let's do capitals. And that took months. Capital of Estonia. Tallinn. Right. Look at this. Yeah. Two, two for two. <laughs> I only know Eastern European so I can impress the ladies that I'm trying to get in their pants. Yeah. Um, yeah, he has to know. He has to know where. He has to know where to send that box with holes in it to send back to return the sender. <laughs> <laughs> to send them back. Uh, do you still have zero social media? It, it doesn't this count? Isn't this something? <laughs> well, it, no, it doesn't. You don't it's believe social. in social, right? You have none of it, right? Is that true? I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm too scared, man. Good. I'm too scared of. Uh, I don't know, man. Jay, you, you. How, how does? How do you? Deal with I hate it. Well, now I've hired a company, basically that just uh, cuts up my stuff, you know, yeah. from different specials and whatever that I've done, and TV stuff I've done. They just kind of put it and put up clips, and I just sort of handle the you don't throw the DMs. Out, you don't throw out tweets every now and then, or everything everything I've ever done myself that I'm like, oh, you know what? Finally, because every because also in New York, and you you understand this in New York, if you have a funny idea in the afternoon, I'm like, oh, I'll try that tonight when I go on stage. I don't really think to put it on Twitter or, or right. Instagram or anything. And then the few times I have by the fourth comment, someone's like, way to punch down on P just right, whatever thing. Right, and just right, like, just right. reading into some, some heinous sinister thing. And the, what you're saying, you're like, ah, oh, right. man, I don't, especially I don't have to now, especially now for, yeah. people are afraid to breathe, but um, I'm, I'm afraid of that. And I'm, and I'm also afraid of just, I, I, I you know, I've learned my lesson about reading stuff online, reading comments, you know, because I'll read, you know, like, let's say uh, on one of the TV shows, uh, I went to the Parenthood uh, community board, you know, yeah. and read and read. Oh, 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 and then I always you always get to the part that that crushes you, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Like, why? Why didn't I learn my lesson? Um, Ralph you know, loves social media, yet no one said a kind word about him ever on it. It's very bizarre to me. I, don't, I embrace it, and no one's ever said anything. <laughs> Especially fucking Jay's fans hate me so much. <laughs> yeah, but you got to do it, right? I mean, now, I mean, it's the... Yeah, you well, gotta like, I, hate, I, I came into comedy exactly... It's a t it happened on my career, social media. It, yeah. it happened... It didn't... When I first started comedy, the internet was two years old, I think. Uh, and then when it became social media, I actually hated that, like, 
you know, as my, when you first started seeing, it was the idea there that like, uh, you know, a club that you're like, hey, can I feature here this weekend? And they go, yeah, there's someone who's been doing comedy for uh, eight years less than you uh, is headlining and they're famous because they have a super huge MySpace right. following. Or, and right. it wasn't even like, I'm not talking about the Dane Cooks who figured that out and he was a comedian. I mean, people that were like, well, I'm well known from this. Right. I can go make a gang of money by filling out a room. And if I could just go talk shit for right. you know, 45 minutes to an hour. Well. Anytime I've seen any of those, they seem to always end poorly. Like there was that, that Chris, not Rutter, if it's uh, their, Chris not Rutter. if it's not, if it's their people, that, that thing right. that happened in Montreal festival was a guy going up to a new faces of comedy thing as one of those guys it doesn't hit the same way. But when that yeah. guy goes and does two sold out Sunday shows at the Ebor city, Tampa improv, you know, uh, he's they're they're just excited that they're seeing the guy who does the old lady song from whatever you know. Right. Right, but he can't sustain it for for a full show, right? No, no. I think they, I think they do. I think the crowd starts to see through it. But yeah. even if people come out to see him one time, yeah, you know, they come out to see them one time, like they've made their money on the rounds. You know right, what I mean? Right, and then right. and then they just figure out some other social media. But now that they make money, if you, you can monetize YouTube now beyond your dreams. Like the. the yeah. I also came to comedy hilariously right at, I think it was, I went to Montreal, I think five years later, the first time for New Faces. But when I first got into comedy, I remember very quickly the, Keith Robinson is the guy who mentored me out of Philadelphia to brought me oh, to nice. New York. You know, yeah, Keith. Yeah. And he, yeah, took yeah, me yeah. And, he took me and Kevin Hart and Kurt Metzger, the three of us together, he brought uh, out of Philadelphia. And he, was, he, would, he would just tell us early, he goes, Montreal's changing now because you used to go and the thing was, if you go and do well, at least some network's going to throw you six low six figures, at least to like maybe just do nothing for a year or develop something with you or something. They just kind of hold you around, and that was kind of the beauty of going to Montreal. And then by the time I went, they said a guy named uh, Michael Roof Chicken, Michael Chicken Roof had, uh, I think the guy committed suicide, by the way. But he was uh, like Chicken Roof. I can't understand. <laughs> yeah, but he, uh, but no, but he got like a note. It was notorious. He got this like million dollar or very close to deal from Montreal. He just had the set of his life up there and they gave him a million dollar deal and it went nowhere. Yeah. The the show ideas or whatever, he wasn't really prepared for it, I guess. And it went nowhere. And like that was with the time they were like, Yeah, those days are over of just like giving out money. Yeah, when, you did, when you did the Letterman set that got you uh Everybody Loves Raymond, how many years in the comedy were you at that point? About eleven years in. I was a, yeah, and I I had done every, I had done all, pretty much all the shows. I, I actually did the Tonight Show with Carson. Wow. Uh, and then I did a couple with Leno. And I did all the, you know, all the shows at that time. HBO Young Comedian Special. I had mm -hmm. the HBO Half Hour. I had all, Evening at the Improv, all those shows. So Letterman was the only show I kind of hadn't done. And at that point, I was, they were handing out development deals. They were handing out a lot of development deals. Yeah. And I was like wondering if it was going to pass me up. And I wasn't, you know, I love doing stand up. So it, I mean, it wasn't uh, life or death for me. I, I was doing something I love to do, but I was just thinking if it's going to happen, it, it probably should have happened close to now. And it was Letterman. Yeah, it was the first Letterman. And then they offered me the deal. And they called me up and they said, uh, Rob Burnett called me on a Saturday. It was I was in Queens. I was in Middle Village on a Saturday. My wife came in the backyard. You know, we had a little freaking backyard. 
and she said, uh, Rob Burnett was on the phone, and it was weird to me. And he said, hey, listen, Dave really liked what he saw. Uh, we're interested. So just know, you know, if anyone else offers, you know, keep us in mind first. And I told him right there, I go, yo, no, nobody's offered, man. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, the, you're it. You're the only one on the list. And they signed me to a deal. And, and that's, uh, you know. And Letterman I, was the EP for the entire run of the series too, right? I mean, Letterman was. Yeah, the, I mean, for the Letterman's pants. company, Worldwide Pants, Pants, produced yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty yeah. wild. I mean, but I, I had to meet, you know, I met Phil Rosenthal, thank God. And then that's how it came about, yeah. How long from the call to the first episode? Well, we, uh, uh, that happened like in May was my Letterman spot. And then I went to L.A. to meet showrunners. I met about 10 showrunners. And Phil Rosenthal wasn't the first one I chose. That's when Friends was like, you know, the Beatles. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I know that's sacrilegious. But, um, you know, they were the biggest thing on TV. And one of the writers from from, uh, Friends, I met with him. And so I met these 10 guys, and I chose him. I remember remember this guy, Michael. And... uh, he passed on it. You know, he was a single guy. I was married with kids. Phil was married with kids. Um, and, you know, I, was a, I wasn't unknown. And he passed on it. And so Phil was my second choice. And, you know, that was, uh, that was a blessing. Cause I, I don't know, wow. By the way, just going down memory lane, the other thing that I saw is like, you're so synonymous to me with Dr. Katz, which was you were there before even having the, the series. You did the Dr. Katz stuff. And yeah. your your times on the couch with cats is what I think of when I think of the, that series. Sure, you sure. and Susie Esman probably. Yeah, cats was great. Cats, so, somehow my my stand up uh, fit that format pretty easily. You know, yeah, talking, well. to, talking to a shrink and all that. Uh, I was it, like, it, you and Andy Kindler were my two favorites on that always. Oh yeah, Kindler, he's awesome. Kindler was on Raymond. Kindler was one of the guys on Raymond. Yeah. Uh, but um. I get a, I do get people who who comment about cats still to this day, you know. Yeah, and I did I did something for him. I did something for him like about a year and a half ago. He did a a, a radio thing. He did a Doctor oh, Cats oh, really? on a, a podcast or a radio thing. Yeah. Oh, nice. Let me ask you, looking at all the things you did now. You did obviously the Irishman not that long ago. Another Scorsese project. And the thing that was crazy is I saw that um everybody loves Raymond was on had like sixty nine nominations, fifteen awards, so many movie TV shows, etc. Like, and you're doing this, um, as you said, writing and starring in a movie soon. Are there other projects now that you're like, I need to get this done or that done to feel complete? Because you said after Everybody Loves Raymond, you were only happy for about nine months. No, I, it's not that I was happy for nine months. It was nine months later when I, be, when I just crashed and burned, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I thought after Raymond... Because Raymond was nine years of pretty, you know, like in a freaking submarine, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just work, go in the writer's room, go, you know, do the show. You know, you'd, you'd have two months off, but then you'd be thinking about the next season. So when that ended, you know, I came from L.A. I came from New York and now I'm living in L.A. And I was, you know, not really a, a household name comic in New York. And now nine years later, all of a sudden I got money. I got I got this same you know i thought this was going to be a ball this is going to be fun and it was yeah it was fun for a while but then after after about nine months i i hit like an identity thing you know and i just kind of my it's funny because my shrink when 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 raymond was ending my my 
therapist said, you want to start coming twice a week? And, <laughs> and I didn't know what he was talking about. I said, what do you mean? I go, I, I'm, I'm running out of shit to say to you once a week. I don't, you know, I'm not coming twice. And every nine months later, I was going, I was going twice a week. Because uh, <laughs> I needed that. I, you know, you, you, I had to find the next thing, the next right. energy. So, so, but in answer to your question, the movie that I was going to do is is the project now the project. because that's the project and hopefully I've, they'll been pick up. It, I've been writing it for six years it's a kind of semi-autobiographical it's a battalion family in queens and then i i they convinced me my agent convinced me to direct i didn't want to direct because i don't know shit about directing i know what i want from an actor but i don't know anything about cameras or anything but it was too personal so we so i i, I was i finally decided and committed to do that it took a while and i was getting i was getting anxiety as we were getting close to doing pre-production, I, I was losing sleep, you know? And then, uh, you know, COVID hit, and so now that's Hopefully, kicking. Hopefully uh, the world will return to somewhat normal soon. It's a uh, channel, I cannot believe the hour went so fast. We gotta do the first. The first time ever I saw Concert Detroit. Oh. We end the show every week, Ray, by asking our guests their first experience with all three things the show is named after, which is sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And yeah. we start with your first concert ever, but a concert we're going to know, an actual band. Yeah, you're going to know this, but you're going to, if you didn't think I was lame, you're, you're really going to think I'm lame. Ralph's no, is air supply. Is For the record, Ralph's is air, air supply. supply. So you can't be hard I, to beat I that. think I have that beat, but I love this guy. I, mine was John Denver. Oh, uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. And opening up, opening up for John Denver was the Starland Vocal Band. Do you remember oh, that yeah. song? Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 Sky Rockets in Flight. Afternoon, Afternoon Delight. Delight. Yeah. Yeah. That my, was my, my first, first, my first was Sean on Ah. So it's all they're, they're all bizarre. <laughs> wow. That could have been that could have been ten years ago or forty years ago. That's <laughs> <laughs> really what? true. And yeah. the same venues either way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now uh, the first drug you ever did, ideally not pot, unless pot's the worst drug you ever did. Uh, it is. Pot is, it the, is. Worst drug. the worst drug you ever did. How old were you? Probably fifteen, maybe. Okay. And not, not, well. you don't By the way, did not go well. Did not oh, go no. well. <laughs> what happened? No, no, no. I mean, I've, I've, I had a bad experience I, I, with, with marijuana. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it, it just didn't go well. Yeah. It didn't go well. You're not a drug guy at all. I don't ever see you to be like a drug guy anyway. No, but I got look at this sheet of fucking, look at these. Yeah. <laughs> He's got vices, Ralph. Vices. Don't judge. Who writes, who writes all that crap down for a golf tournament? <laughs> a golf for, tournament? For a fucking yeah. golf tournament, right. And now, how old were you the first time you had sex? Uh, 18. 18's older. Usually 15 to 17 is the wheelhouse, so you're a little on the older end. Really? Well, yeah, are you, is that out of, out of high school? I was, is, out, right? I, I was out of high school. That was, was my first girlfriend, actually. And... Wow. Uh, Oh God, I shouldn't tell this story, but, um, the first, the next day we were both virgins. So I asked her about it and, she, and she, you know, I was asking physically, you know, are you okay? You know? And she said, well, yeah, cause we didn't really do it. And I said, what do you mean? I, 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 I had sex with her legs really. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that before. That's not the first person I've ever heard that about. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, ironically, it's the only way he can come, Jay. 
Oh, okay, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> but anyway, right. yeah. Thank you so much. Let's do the plug. Anything right. you want to plug, Ray? Uh, I might be in Vegas in October. <laughs> I yeah. In I'm in not... theory, you're in Vegas uh, October. I just closed it. Shit. Is it 9th and 10th? I think it was. 9th yeah. and 10th at the Mirage with David Spade in theory. In theory, yeah. I will be on uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? In, uh, we don't know when that is either. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's go around the room. Jay, plugs right for you? Go to BigJComedy.com. Any live dates that I'm able to do that seem safe, uh, I'm going to try to get out there, too. Until then, watch my half-hour special on Netflix. Watch my hour on Comedy Central. Uh, Shannon? Uh, follow me on Instagram at ShannonLee6982 and listen to my podcast, The Thing Is Ding. We talk about bad dates, fighting, and ghosts. Oh, and the last thing I just wanted to get in there, when I was watching Paddleton, I kept saying to myself, this pharmacist looks so fucking familiar. And it was Kadeem Hardison. I was like, oh, that's who that is. That's pretty By cool. By the way, we can plug that. People should watch Paddleton. It's a yeah, good movie. People should watch Paddleton. It really was a great movie. I on really Netflix. enjoyed it. On Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Follow me everywhere at I am Ralph Sutton. Uh, Ray, thank you so much for finally making this happen. Thank it was you. An honor to Fix have it. you on the show. Fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, Ray. You've been listening to the SDR Show.